Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to Russell Rock with Rick Connor. What the F was that entire freaking promo about? Mark Kalbacher. She's like the James Ellsworth, the women. And Corey Castle. They look like Paul London and Brian Kendrick mixed. <laughs> hey, everybody, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Russell Rock. Corey Castle will be joining us soon. He was out and about somewhere. He's the busiest man during a pandemic that I've ever seen. Uh, just, uh, <laughs> the man is always out doing something. It's, uh, it's crazy, but, um, here gone? we are, man. Is it gone? What's... <laughs> no, there it is. What is with this dot on my screen? Um, Mark has a, a white dot here in the middle of his, uh, his screen. It's just, I don't know if it's a lens flare. Or I don't know if it's something going on. There's just a white, a little white dot in the middle of his face. I'm filming a J.J. <laughs> Abrams movie in my house. <laughs> um, Start playing yeah, the Star Corey Trek theme. Corey will be here sooner or later. <laughs> He'll be here. It's all right. Uh, we wanted to do like a, uh, a year-end uh, wrap-up type of show. Uh, not really sure what that entails, but we can go over some uh, best matches of 2020 and some, um, uh, you know, some best pay-per-views and things like that. Um, there was a there was a couple different things, you know, for 2020 for what it was, it wasn't that bad of a year for wrestling. Like we still had some really good uh, wrestling matches. It was more just the the loss of the crowd and everything that I think that really uh, that really sucked. Yeah, when they lost the crowd, they had like you know they they had a lot of damn it, um, they had a lot of stumbling blocks. You know, like they, they try to figure out how they were going to do the matches and like how they were going to get people interested in them without the crowd like getting back. But like, what was that? Like, the first two months of the pandemic by May, May June, a AEW already figured it out, and then yeah. WWE tried their method, but then everybody got COVID, <laughs> and then they figured out when they did the Thunderdome, just to do the yeah. the crowd evening, which you know it works out really well. Yeah, the uh, the Thunderdome uh, really surprised me. I thought that it was going to be kind of dumb. But uh, it turned out to be pretty good. Like, uh, I, I honestly, I don't miss the crowds that much. I don't mind the, uh, the piped in, you know, uh, uh, cheers and boos and chants and things like that. I don't mind it so much. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's rare that I watch wrestling with the sound on anyway. So, if it happens, it happens. Uh, I do want like a, like a nice crowd back for the big shows, like the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania and stuff like that. Uh, that's always uh, pretty important, and it's, it's, it makes it much more fun. But if I'm watching Monday Night Raw, I don't really care to, you know, hear the crowd chant "This is sucks" or a boring chant or anything like that. It's like, yeah, I know it's boring. I don't, I don't need your help. Like, yeah, don't, don't make it worse. Especially if anything has stumbled since you know, the lockdown is like uh, Raw is just uh, they're a mess. Like, I don't know what's going on with that show. Like, it's almost unwatchable right now. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know. Who's a good guy? Who's a bad guy? Besides Drew McIntyre, like none of it makes sense. Yeah, Keith um, Lee. Yeah, I, just, I don't really understand. What's that? What they the way they've handled Keith Lee's just been a disgrace. Like, yeah. Like how do you, how do you mess that up? How do you mess up a guy like Keith Lee? Uh, you saw what he did in NXT. And he was absolutely amazing. You bring him up to Raw, and you're going like, "Nah, let's just put him in some triple threat matches and some tag teams and things like that." Like the guy could be a, an absolute monster. It's the same thing that they were doing with Rusev. Rusev like destroyed at NXT, 
he did a good job when he first came up. He was, you know, United States champion and stuff like that, but they just let it, everything just fall to the wayside well, he, with Rusev. So. He, he kind of felt that. Way. He kind of felt that Cena curse. They would push these guys as like monsters, and then they would finally meet John Cena, and they would lose to him, and then they just, for some reason, just abandoned the guy altogether after he lost to Cena. It's like, oh, well, you know, he was the next big bad guy for Cena to beat, and then he was gone. But like with with Keith Lee, like he never even got out of the gates. Like with the exception of beating Randy Orton, what's he done? Like, and apparently besides the Fiend, everybody's beating Randy Orton in the last like three months. So that's not like a really big, big deal, even though it's probably my vote for probably feud of the year is probably Randy Orton versus uh, Drew McIntyre. Yeah, that was uh, that was unexpected. I um, I didn't really think that that was really going to go anywhere, but they kept on putting out these banger matches, which was absolutely fantastic. Um, really solidified uh, Drew McIntyre's reign and made it something. I really think it made it something memorable. Um, with uh, with with Drew McIntyre winning the title and losing the title in front of no crowd, it was kind of a uh, you know kind of a bittersweet win. But um, his feud with Orton really really picked everything up, and um, I'm looking forward to what what else he's going to do. It looks like he's starting a feud with Sheamus now. Um, that's pretty cool. And uh, you know Orton's still going after the Fiend. It looks like even though he. Literally burnt him ablaze, but we uh, he, he literally burnt him to, to cinders in the middle of the ring. But um, what did you think of the whole Alexa Bliss thing that happened on Raw? I, I was just about to say, I, I, a lot of people probably, I think, if I remember, weren't too thrilled about it. It was my favorite thing on Raw. I kind of like how Randy was walking away from the ring and then everything went black. They didn't have to do the noise. That was the problem. They did the fiend noise. Everything should have just yeah. went black and then a spotlight should have popped up on the, in, the, in, the, in the ring and that would have made it better. But the whole spotlight on the ring and Alexis just sitting there on a swing and basically announces that the Fiend's going to be back. And, and the rumor is it's going to be a totally different like character that he's developing again, which is mm -hmm. that guy's mind is – Bray, Bray Wyatt, man, it's, it's a shame. Like It's just his, his ideas just go to waste because how brilliant he is with creating characters. And I guess only Matt, Matt Hardy comes close to like as – you know, brilliant with creating these characters. Yeah, it's um, it's weird. It feels a little too soon for it. I think the Fiend just debuted last last year, right? Wasn't it like SummerSlam or something last year, where mm -hmm. uh, like when he ran against Finn Balor, was that last year or two years ago? Two years. He's been around at least two. two years. Okay. All right. Well, it's not that soon, that soon, but uh, I don't know, man. Just reinventing the character again. Um. Well, you know what? I, I think he's smart enough. I think he's smart enough. He realizes that they're treading water with the character, like, like the old Bray Wyatt. He talks a big game, and then you know, like, he he basically makes it sound like this big horror monster slash serial killer is going to come get you, and you're going to lose the match. And then what happens? Like Randy Orton lights him on fire. You know, Seth Rollins, you know, somehow beats him in a in a cage match, like. I mean, when they did him right, when he destroyed people, it was fun. But he never really got to that, like, you know, he's he's impossible to beat type character, which they should have built him into, and then have someone like Drew McIntyre or somebody like that beat him down the line. But they they mm -hmm. just kept they I don't know they just keep starting and stopping with him and that character, and then taking him off SmackDown, putting him on Raw, 
when he's got a program on SmackDown with Kevin Owens and just they just squash it because Kevin Owens is still on SmackDown. They just started a whole new program on the other show. Like, it, they, they, I think he just sees it as they're treading water with the character and he's he's going to possibly come with something new or an amalgam maybe of his uh, his other characters. I don't know. Yeah. I'm excited yeah. for you. Um... We- I, I am too. I'm really excited for it. Um, it'd be nice to see what uh, what comes up and uh, gets a little um, something to look forward to for 2021, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, and yeah, they they did kind of drop the ball with him this year. Uh, you figure with no crowd and the ability to put on match like like I thought his match with Cena at WrestleMania was great. That's uh, yeah. Firefly fun. I thought that was really fun. I really think the. Uh, they should have done more stuff like that. They had the opportunity to do it, and they just kind of squandered it. So, um, hopefully, this this new character they'll they'll do a little bit better with. Yeah, it was it was weird too because like with that John Cena match, when you watch it, it's like this is what they should be doing with his character. You know, I, I like that he always has a back. He has a history and goes after people that wrong Bray, but like mm-hmm. it's they should be brought into this weird world where the Funhouse is instead of people showing up on the fun house and beating them up. And then they, they have to fight him in this world, which, you know, he ends up showing your flaws and destroying you. Like I do John Cena, dude props for him for doing that. He basically ended his career, like showing how much of like how hated he was and how insecure he was and everything else. I thought it was, I thought it was great. And it's actually, we were talking about, you know, you're wrapping up. It's one of my, Easily top ten favorite matches in the entire year uh, mm-hmm. was that I watched. I didn't get it at first, and I watched it a second time. I'm like, oh, and then I was like, this is brilliant, like absolutely brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's one of the more brilliant things Cena's done. Uh, Cena is not a guy that really minds any kind of self deprecation or anything like that. So for him to go out there and uh, really put over the fiend, really put over Bray Wyatt, and put over the fact that uh, that you know. They made some mistakes with Cena, with um, and and his personal life as well, with with uh, you know, with Bree or with Nikki rather, um, you know, it, it was it's it's really speaks to his character, and it's um it's really nice that he he did that. It was really really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of really good matches this year, though, um, which surprisingly, you know, without a crowd in any promotion, uh, Impact, AEW, New Japan, like all these. Uh, it, the year didn't start off like that, but it, it, for the most part, we just didn't have a, a crowd or anything like that. And the fact that uh, we had so many good matches. Um, yeah, and I, 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 really, I really think WWE needs to start paying attention because <clears throat> it's they're basically a, it's it's like watching like Marvel or whatever. It's like you know you got WWE's Thanos, and then you got all these little places all assembling. And now they're going to start trading talent and and trying to build like their own group to fight against this big monster. Uh, and they're doing it well. They're all doing it well. I mean, team, Impact's a little hokey, but they're starting to get there now. Mm-hmm. So, Corey. Hey, dude. Hey, Corey Castle's here. Does that, does that, can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. No. Okay. No, you sound horrible. <laughs> try, try talking into the microphone. Hello. Yeah, there you that's go. much better. <laughs> Hi. What's going on, sir? Sorry, I was just running that's a crazy very nice errands. Wearing there. Uh, what's up? 
You said that's a what? very nice hoodie you're wearing there. Thanks, the hoodie. dude. You're wearing a nice hoodie. Thanks. Very cool. I got it during <laughs> during Russell Bell Rock, you know. Very nice. I got very, it during Russell cool. Bell Rock. Trying to help um, some charities. Yeah, I still haven't. And, um, you did. You very much did. Very much did. Uh, I still haven't been able to check the uh, the numbers for um, the partners in health. What we did on the website, but uh, it was very cool that we got to raise uh, five hundred and sixty dollars for Red Nose Day. Um, yeah, awesome. For those of you who don't know, the Red Nose Day thing was a global thing that was going on from December twelfth uh, to December twentieth, which is the day we did it. Um, that was YouTubers from all over the place collaborating and uh, not not collaborating, but they were all building towards one charity. So we raised five hundred and sixty dollars, but globally through that entire week, they raised over four million dollars. So we're a little and part of that. We were part of that. Hey, man. We're very much a part of that. We raised five hundred and sixty dollars, and that's pretty that's pretty sweet for a little tiny oh, YouTube channel that doesn't really do much. That's pretty dope. Yeah, dude. It's like uh, uh, so. Yeah, it's like. Taking taking spoonfuls of the ocean, it's still yeah. water. Come yeah, in, <laughs> still slowly no, yeah, dragging. I guess, I guess. drinking it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man, a little bit of good came out of twenty twenty. Yeah, right? we did. Yeah. We did some pretty good things. Uh, Corey, we were just talking about some um, some good matches that were happening in twenty twenty. You have any uh, any favorites off the top of your head? Um, Dragonoff, Dragonoff, and Walter. That's yeah. probably the match of the year for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, um, uh, that the came, most memorable yeah, just, match. Uh, definitely, that, that that came as a surprise to a lot of people. Um, that might be the best match that uh, NXT UK has ever put out. Uh, right. At least the most talked about. Uh, that was really, really good. Uh, yeah, I was no, talking about no, it earlier no, today. Yeah. Somebody. I was gonna say Sorry, nothing since uh, what's his name, uh, Pete Dunn and uh, Tyler. Um, uh, I forget Tyler. What, what I forgot his first last name. Tyler Bates. Uh, Tyler Bates. I don't think they've put on any match that compares to those guys since, until this Walter Dragonoff match. Like I, I think mm-hmm. they were pretty much had the standard for all like uh, uh, WWE uh, UK. Yeah, definitely. Um... It was just a brutal, brutal match. Uh, somebody was talking about it today, saying that it, it kind of benefited from the fact that there was no crowd, uh, comparing it to the the Ralph Wiggum meme, like, uh, stop, stop, he's already dead. Like, just that uh, that uncomfortableness. Uh, it, it was it a was really hard to match because it was so, so brutal, and Walter was just beating down Dragunov throughout the entire thing. So it was, uh, it, it, it might have been... It might have gotten to the point if there was a crowd that the crowd would have kind of not necessarily turned on the match, but wouldn't have given it the credit that it deserved because of how really uncomfortable and brutal and and some parts disgusting that it was. Um, but it was really, really good. I really enjoyed it, and um, I got I'm glad I got to see it from the comfort of my home and didn't have to watch a man get destroyed on on live television. Um. Yeah, Mark, you were talking about the uh, the match from WrestleMania of uh, of um, John Cena and the Fiend uh, that automatically brings to mind the uh, the Boneyard match with AJ Styles 
and The Undertaker. Um, this was my, absolutely great. Uh, probably the Taker's best match in years. It's, yeah, it's in my top three for the year. I, I absolutely yeah. love that match. Can we also make sure we do not forget to mention the greatest wrestling match ever <laughs> between Randy Orton and Edge? Because for sure, that was a dynamite match. That was a really, really good match. And I mean, it, all the all the criticism in the buildup, like, 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 it's like giving yourself your own nickname. Come on, you're not a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> Only douchebags give themselves their own nickname. However, the match delivered, and it was a good. It was a good match. Very much, very much so. Yeah, um, yeah. I was just reading, just trying to bring it up, but uh, apparently WWE put out a list of the top. Uh, I think it was like the top ten greatest matches ever, and uh, the greatest match ever of Edge and Norton made it to number three. So it's a little, uh, <laughs> so little funny, it but it was, it's, 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 it was up there. It was, it was a really, really good match. Um, I'm glad yeah. they gave him the the, uh, the time and the carte blanche to to go out there and do what they did. I really think they need to do that with more people. Just uh, right. let him go out and there. The, and, and also, like the way it was shot, like was very unique to the time, and it was very adaptive to the situation that they were in. The way that it was shot, and the way that the, the crowd, the crowd was piped in, and all, all of it. Just it was just the perfect cocktail for what it needed to be within the circumstances that are 2020, or at least mm -hmm. that time in 2020. Yeah, that was um. Kind of right at the beginning of uh, you know lockdowns and uh, no fans in the crowd and stuff like that, and uh, I think they did a really good job. I think they, they did an absolutely fine job of um, uh, of of keeping your attention and keeping you entertained throughout the entire match. Uh, just you know, and again, they piped in sounds, they piped in chants and things like that, but. Uh, still, it, it didn't really distract from the the fact that it was a great match. So, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely, that's that, that should absolutely be up there for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 in uh, it's in the top three matches of the year for me for sure. Mm -hmm. I have to say, definitely. Uh, definitely. What um, what other what other matches? What other matches did you guys discuss? My favorite match of the year, I, I was just about to say, was uh. AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan for the Intercontinental on SmackDown. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Having on SmackDown, if you're like a fan of like old school chain and submission style wrestling, and then they, they wrestled like a Japanese match in, in WWE. It's very slow plotting, a lot of a lot of traditional holds, a lot of you know uh, a lot of chain wrestling, and then they turned it up in the last four or five minutes in the match to, to the finish that they ended up with. And I did not think Dan, you know, Daniel Bryan was going to go down with that. I thought they were going to do a kick out <laughs> like everything else, but like a, like a true, true wrestler. He went out with somebody's finisher instead of kicking out of the guy's finisher in the end. And uh, just, just a brutal match to watch. If you go back uh, the way they worked each other's arm and knee. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was when uh, Sami Zayn got stripped of the Intercontinental title, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. On SmackDown was in May or June. Um, that was, and then that was right absolutely. after that, we got the the singular appearance 
of Joseph Park. I really wanted to see the continuation <laughs> of Joseph Park representing AJ Styles, but then they had to they had to have almost so they phased him out. Mm-hmm. Just that one and done. Yeah, sadly. I think a lot of that had to deal with uh, AJ wanting off SmackDown and getting away from Heyman after mm-hmm. after the boys were uh, let go by WWE. Well, mm-hmm. you know, just the Joseph Park character just fell into the abyss. Ah, I see ah. what you did there. <laughs> ah. But uh, speaking of uh, Daniel Bryan match before all the the covid nonsense that's been going on uh he had a great match with uh, the fiend at the royal rumble they had a strap match that was uh, absolutely brutal and and fantastic and uh and it was great and it was one of the last great matches to have that that happened in front of a crowd uh at the royal rumble i thought i thought that was really good was that um, before or matches. after i mean it's 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 tough because the weir- the weirdness of the year has made me blur on what was what was in the timeline was that before or after they made the matches not red anymore when it was the fiend uh, i think that was after so Pretty the sure. red the match the red wasn't a thing anymore i don't think so i might be wrong okay. but i don't remember <laughs> uh the red thing feels like it was it happened you know like eight years while ago. there's still an audience yeah <laughs> yeah, uh, Daniel Bryan match. He did away uh, with it. He did away with it. Yeah. Yeah, no, they mentioned no, no, no Kane lighting. <laughs> that, no. That nobody, nobody liked when Kane was around, but for some reason they went back to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't great. Um, <laughs> no, it was, it was, yeah, a lot of fans were complaining. <laughs> it's like watching it on TV, you couldn't see anything. It really wasn't that good, but uh, I'm glad they did it with it. They they started to build up the fiend a little bit, and now they're uh, like we said earlier, they're they're going to be bringing in some uh, you know some, some other stuff um, uh, uh, with the fiend. So we'll be seeing a brand new version of him uh, apparently at some point. Well, I didn't uh, see. We had a great. Uh, sorry, got. I wasn't able to see the the. I didn't haven't seen anything since. The Inferno match. I haven't seen anything at all since then. What what's the uh, what's the sitch after after he's on fire? Um. Apparently, Alexa Bliss came in. She was uh, sitting on a swing set, talking to Randy Orton, saying that the Fiend is going to be back as something brand new. Essentially, there's there's going to be like a big uh, reimagining of the Fiend and going to come back as pretty much a new. A new character. Bray Wyatt's new character is coming up pretty soon. So basically, okay. wait and see. So he's going to be we'll the see, best. We'll team. see what happens. And of course, he's not dead. He's not dead. He's completely engulfed we in really flames. We're glad not dead. that you're our fiend. Hmm. I'm done. We're happy that you can do it. get it off me. Dead. Oh, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> yeah, man. Um,. <laughs> What are some other good matches? Uh, the uh, the Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio feud. Um, I thought but the ridiculousness of Rey Mysterio losing an eyeball was a little much, but uh, I yeah. thought other than that, yeah. they had some really good matches, and that feud lasted a long time. And uh, that's my vote that's my vote for worst feud of the year. Introduced us to Dominic Mysterio, who turned out to be much better than we thought he was going to be. 
uh, after his first outing. But well, um, yeah, you it know, out to be a pretty. You'd, you'd have to stay idealistic when it comes to uh, Dominic Mysterio, considering the fact that he was like trained by uh, by Lance Storm. So right. having having that that training, I, I I mean I had high hopes, but um I I didn't I still didn't expect much. I still expected him to be sloppy jalopy. I still expected him to be mm-hmm. kind of messy. But I mean, what's what can you expect? He's like he's like seventeen years old. Come on. <laughs> he's like six. What the hell? He's like six years old. He's like he's like uh, he's uh, like a seven year old. He's just a toddler. He yeah. he's a get some rest, tall child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, man. Well, if you didn't see uh, SmackDown this week, uh, we have a new Intercontinental Champion in Big E. Yeah, I heard about it, uh, but I did not see it. Yeah. Uh, what, it was a good match. It was a really good match, I thought. Uh, what I really loved the most about it was the celebration afterwards. There's confetti and, uh, and streamers, and they raised Big E up on the shoulders like he just won the, the heavyweight championship or the universal championship. Um, it's rare that we get to see the Intercontinental title uh, shown like this, which has uh, really been missed because the Intercontinental title has a huge history and uh, it used to be like the workman's title, and it just hasn't been that for years now. So um, I'm hoping that they they uh, they treat they, they they start to treat that title a little bit better. What are you doing, sir? So uh, I'm using a different computer, and I'm looking for like a volume so I can hear it better. But uh, oh, okay. the, the, there's not the, the button isn't the same on this computer. <laughs> what happened to your uh, to your headphones? Um, they're in my room, and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> well. See you later. A very fine organization here at Rask. Always prepared. We are. <laughs> um, that's okay. They'll be back next week. Turn in next week for Corey Castle's headphones. Um. So, yeah, uh, I don't know. What did you guys think of the old uh, Big E winning the Intercontinental Championship? Uh, I think it's... Oh, okay. Go ahead, Mark. Good. Sorry, go good. Oh, I was going to say, I just think it's neat. I think I like him, but I, I mean, it, it's not it's not damaging. It's not damaging. Um, it's not damaging Sammy Zayn because he's, he's, you know, he's the best. He's not, it's not going to hurt him. Mm. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> so, I, I something? i'm a big fan of e but uh time will tell how they how they handle this uh mm. i would like to see something done more than just parading them on people's shoulders i mean they need mm. to make the intercontinental the intercontinental title matter before they really make a big deal on someone winning it so uh, we'll see i'm gonna enjoy it i mean who doesn't like Biggie? Like he's he's just a lovable guy. I mean, he's a hell of a wrestler. His splash on the ring apron is still one of my favorite moves in wrestling right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, time will tell, man. I, I I have nothing more to say about him winning. I was more mad about the Kevin Owens match. Like, are, are we really going to do this again? 
What is going on? Does anybody see the lights going in and out on my screen? What is this? Yeah, yeah. You're lighter and darker, lighter and darker. I don't know. I think my laptop's dying. <laughs> um, I, I just, I'm yeah, so sick of that. I'm so sick of the WWE cage match. Hey, we're going to make sure no one gets into the cage, interfere in the match, and then they always have someone run down at the end and interfere in the match. It's like, yeah. why couldn't we just have Kevin? If Kevin Owens is going to lose, why can't he just lose clean? Why do we have to have him mm-hmm. handcuffed to the cage? And, you know, it, it just, ugh, it was just gross. Uh, yeah. uh, it kind of set my mood for the rest of SmackDown. I was just done with SmackDown for the rest of the show. And it was actually a pretty solid show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, SmackDown was uh, was pretty good this week. Uh, we had a lot of things going on. Uh, Charlotte and Asuka, again, coming out. Um, they did this on Raw. I didn't really care for it. That was pretty much the only uh, downer that I that I had for the for the entire show was just uh, them kind of doing whatever with the tag team title and the raw women's champion. So I don't know what they like. They're pretty much ignoring that completely. Um, So I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. But yeah, for the big E thing, it is kind of a time will tell type of situation. We, we need to see them build up the intercontinental title with big E. And also I hope this pushes big E to bigger things. If, if, um, if uh, when he drops the, the Intercontinental Championship, uh, does he stay in that kind of mid-card range? Does he keep on going after the Intercontinental title, or is this a, uh, a stepping stone to something bigger? So we'll yeah, see. Because we're, yeah. we're all, we were all thinking that he was going to win the Royal Rumble and go on to face Roman Reigns and all this other stuff. So uh, I guess a change of plans with that well, one. Now Daniel Bryan threw his hat into that, and it's like, where are you going with this? You know? I know his contract's yeah. coming up soon. This is this their hint, like, "Hey, we'll give you the Rumble win if you stay with us," type thing, or <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I, I kind of think Brian should go Could be. And apply apply his craft somewhere else. But that's me. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. I highly yeah, doubt that's yeah, going to happen. I highly doubt Daniel yeah, Bryan's Brian is WWE. He's like made it such a big point to like to like study Vince McMahon and be Vince McMahon's right hand sort of thing. I, like as of late, that's the story that's coming out. So I don't think he's planning on going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, again, time will tell. You never know. Uh, anybody can be let go at any time. If 2020 has taught us anything. Uh, you know, they got rid of the Good Brothers. They got rid of uh, a, whole, a whole mess of people. Um, there was something like 40. Uh, somebody released a list of all the people that were released in 2020. It was something like 40 people from WWE. And yet little, Nia uh, Jax. <laughs> and Nia Jax is still here. What the F, man? Injured more people than anyone combined in, in the history of wrestling. And she's just, oh, she's still here. Yeah, she sucks, but let's put her on TV anyway because we're who her family is. I know. Wait, who Sorry. was a very who was a very notorious wrestler for hurting people? The Ultimate Warrior, and he never hurt anybody as bad as this woman has. <laughs> no, not even close. Not even close, man. To, to the point where Io Shirai had to leave. Io Shirai had to leave the company, and she's like, you know what? Uh, the country. She's in Japan. How are you saying? Kari Sane, rather. Sorry, yeah. Uh, Kari Sane, yeah, man. Like she had, she's in Japan right now because oh, 
Uh, I'm not going to sit here and get injured again by Nia Jax because it happened, what, five weeks in a row, something like that? Within a five-week period, she was injured twice? Absolutely insane. But anyway, okay. I'm glad more people are coming on board now because when I first got on the Nia Jax hate train, everybody was like, no, I think she was, she's all right. She's got potential. She could be somebody. And now everybody's like, yeah, you're right. Let's get rid of her, please. Can we get rid of her? She's boring and she's hurting people. We have to yes, stop. Yes, but we're not the right people to be saying. You know what I mean? Like, we're not the one. <laughs> like, we're not we're not the ones you wanted on your side on this. You probably wanted, like, <laughs> Kevin Dunn and Vince McMahon on your side on this one. And you're not getting it. <laughs> yeah. We're not getting it. Nope. That's... Uh, Uh-oh. I'm frozen. Oh, no, I'm frozen. What's happening? Let it go. There we go. I got a little frozen there. But anyway, um, yeah, man. So, again, time will tell with Nia Jax. Let's see who she she can injure in 2021. Because why should 2021 be any different? But uh, moving on, WWE announced uh, Legends Night. Their uh, their big uh, their big answer to what's gonna save Raw from the the USA corporate office being upset at the low low ratings. This is gonna be the, the I mean they they do they do stuff like this all the time with Raw old school and uh, you know Legends nights and things like that. Let's bring some you know, some of the older talent. In. What's that? It always it always does big ratings. It's just sad. It draws. It draws one one big rating and then it goes right back to normal. Right back to crappy normal. Like it's it's like it you can't you can't change things for one night and expect that to change the entire results of your crap ass show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the ratings are gonna still suck mm-hmm. after that one night. Legends yes. night. But like, what are you going to do? Like, Rick Flair, Rick Flair does not look healthy, and you're going to parade him out in that ring and have him do his woos and all that. Like, it, it just—it's like sad to look at. It's like heartbreaking, and they're just parading him out there. Big shows on part of Legends Night. Big show, like, really? Um, I mean, who else? I think, I think Hogan's coming. I think they're going to have Hogan on there. Uh, yeah, I got a, I got, I got a list here. These are the names that are that have been announced. Uh, so far, it's going to be Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Big Show, Kurt Angle, The Boogeyman, because he's a legend, uh, Carlito, Alicia Fox. When I think legends, I think Alicia Fox. Um, <laughs> oh Michael Hayes, Michael P.S. Hayes, uh, Mark Henry, Hillbilly Jim, Irwin R. Scheister, Ivory, Jacqueline, Jeff Jarrett, Molina, Sergeant Slaughter, of course. Uh, Tatanka, Tori Wilson, and Mickey James. Isn't Mickey James still on the yes. current roster? She is a current <laughs> roster member. Yes. Well, I guess this oh. is our. I guess this is our big reintroduction to Molina. I heard she was coming back, so I guess they're mm-hmm. going to use Legends Night to bring her out and then start something with her. Could this be, uh, like, honestly, just uh, maybe? Maybe this is just speculation, but. Could this be where, like, the reintroduction of an Attitude Era type feel uh, is uh, inched out tiny piece by piece? Maybe. Only if they have Randy Orton come out and kill every single one of these legends. It'd be the crazy. <laughs> <laughs> talks, Randy Orton comes out and just RKOs them as soon as they start talking. 
like 30 <laughs> ledges is laid out by the end of the night. <laughs> Honestly, that would be pretty cool. Like Austin used to do stuff like that, just stun people left and right all over the place. And people love the hell out of it. If, if Randy Orton stuns or uh, gives an RKO to every single person, including people like Alicia Fox, like, why not, man? Just Alicia Flax just walks right out of the dressing room and bam, immediately RKO. That'd be great. I, I honestly, I would, I would absolutely love that. It just showed him locking you know? him up in a cage. He's just salivating. He's <laughs> <laughs> just rock. Randy's not allowed out of the cage until all the legends are out. <laughs> I, I honestly, yeah, that'd be really funny. Well, not. I mean, Anyway, honestly, they're, they're going to do the same thing that they always do is just bring them out to the ring and they'll say a couple lines and somebody will interrupt and then somebody will also interrupt and they'll get beat up and that'll be it. And they do the same thing every single time. So, Or they'll, they'll have a big backstage time where they're all playing poker or something weird. You know? Nothing uh, nothing major. It's, nothing major is going to happen unless... You know, it's like some, there's some we're going to get our obligatory legends happens. night where some weird stuff happens and then it cuts to Farouk and he says the damn he hits the word damn. And mm -hmm. then ah, tune in next nostalgia pop of ratings. <laughs> uh, you know, we're, we're crapping all over, but at the same time, I'm going to watch and I'm still going to pop when I see guys oh, like, yeah. you know, sure. and Oh, God. it's still gonna, it's still gonna get me. It's still gonna be like, oh man, I remember that guy, Carlito. I hope he spits us in somebody's face. Cool. I hope that happens. You think you Matt know. Flowers is gonna be sitting in front of TV with all Hulk Hogan gear on, just waiting for the Hulkster to come out? <laughs> you know what's happening? What I want to get a picture. <laughs> I want to get a picture of Matt Flowers in front of the TV, like Indian style. Like in front of the TV, just with with all his little like his foam finger, and his bandana and everything on. It's like, come on, come on. I've been watching for two hey, and a half Rick. hours. He's gonna come out. Hey I'm Rick, can it. you make that a T-shirt on yeah. the Teespring store? What? Matt <laughs> <laughs> Flowers sitting crisscross applesauce in front of the TV with his with his Hulkamania yeah. shirt on. Yeah, we need a we need a much better artist than foam me. finger. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Matt. Send us that picture. We'll put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, Matt. Uh yeah, we need a much better artist than me that can that can draw that for us. So if anybody <laughs> out there is listening, they can do that. I definitely want to see it. What was the other one? We 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 had another t-shirt. It was uh something about Sting. Do you remember? It was Ah, it was like staying at the grocery store or something. It was something weird, something weird that we said. It's like, oh, we gotta get, we gotta get that on a t-shirt. Somebody's gonna draw that. I forget what it was. <laughs> ah, man. But yeah, it's um, it's around about that time. I'd say uh, it's about that time where we trying to spend somebody who shines the greatest. This can be, you know what? It's the end of the year. Let's do uh, who wins wrestling for all of 2020. How about that? Change it up a little bit. Okay. And my okay. sound is not there. It goes. Who wants to go first? Because I got nothing. <laughs> I'll go. Right, I go will go. John Moxley. I will go with John Moxley from his departure WWE to all his matches in Japan to you know holding the AEW Championship for a year. Um, 
they, they, another guy who was they said he wouldn't do anything once he left WWE and or WWE had no value in him and he left and he he proved how valuable he really is. Uh, I think he's had a great run. Um, and you know, to lose to Kenny Omega only like a couple of weeks ago, like shows like, you know, he's, he's a big star and he's one of the only guys I actually watch in AEW. So <laughs> when it comes to actually like talent over there, he's like one of the only four guys I watch. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm going with John Moxley. I think he had a hell of a year. Yeah. I don't blame him, man. Corey, what do you got? What do you think, man? Sammy Zane. Sammy Zane. Sammy yeah. Zane. Yeah. I think, you know, he he had taken that time <laughs> off. With the, uh, Intercontinental. And then the whole, like, Intercontinental title reign mm-hmm. and the whole, like, creativity and stuff that, like, no one's really saw, seen in wrestling for a while. He just kind of brought it all back. And, like, mm-hmm. a smart heel. Like, that's what a heel does. A heel cheats. A heel gives excuses and believes in what his excuses are. I believe in Sami Zayn. Make that a t-shirt. Damn it. <laughs> um, well, I believe in Roman Reigns because uh, I don't think anybody's ever had a better year in my estimation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah complete I, one, you know, 180. 360 uh, degrees. Uh, 360 degrees is all the way back around. Um, no, but it, he, uh, for somebody, like you talk about somebody that took some time off uh, due to this ongoing global pandemic bullcrap that's been going on, um, took some time off, rightfully so, because everybody was getting sick, as we were bringing up earlier. Uh, but yeah, took that time off, came back as a completely different person uh, with completely different teeth, and uh, he's been doing great. It's it's he's been the most entertaining thing to watch in wrestling as of right now. And he came back when? What was it? August or or September was, or something like that? Summer. He came back. Yeah. And uh, it's the guy has not been boring at all. Like uh, every single time he's out there, it's entertaining in some way or form, whether it be a match or a promo or whatever. From from pay per view to SmackDown to pay per view to SmackDown or everything in between, it's all been fantastic. Um, like if if somebody right now came in and said, "What's going on with wrestling?" I would show them Roman Reigns. Um, this whole angle with the the family storyline and everything going on, and even to Kevin Owens, uh, which has been a great feud. Um, cage match aside, uh, ending as a cage <laughs> match aside, the, the actual cage match I thought was great. The it's ending, great. it's like yeah, and it happens. But now yeah, you know, WWE's uh, the king of booking bad endings on television. But um, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going with Roman Reigns for uh, for who wins 2020. Who wins wrestling Notice in 2020? No one said AEW. <laughs> Anybody? Oh, John Moxley. Well, no. Well, oh, he said John Moxley. Yeah. Yeah. But. Dude, believe me, AEW's got its pitfalls, but I think Moxley's, I think, whereas you have Jericho, but Jericho's more on the goofy side. I think Moxley's the wrestling side that shows what AEW can be. You know, even though he's still a little on the ultraviolet side, you know, violent side, he's, he's a hell of a wrestler. His matches are all solid. I mean, I want to. I want to um, real quick. If, if I can, if I can do this, take a time, take a moment to just kind of give my sympathies to the family of Brody Lee, the people who loved him. I I only met him a few times, but super nice guy. Uh, I think him and I had 
him and I had a, a, a cool interaction inside of his sheets. <laughs> and uh, he's a, he was funny and nice, but uh, he, he's definitely, I can tell he's super, super missed. And everyone is just talking about what a good, good and great guy he was. And uh, I'm, I feel terrible for his family for losing him the day after Christmas. It's terrible. Um, but uh, I don't really know what I can say that hasn't been said a million times over. No. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's been talked about a lot. Brody Lee passed away at the age of 41, uh, which is really, really horrible. It's very, very young. Uh, his wife said it was uh, non-COVID related uh, lung problems um, that apparently have been going on for a while. Uh, it's very, very sad. Uh, uh, again, I never met the guy. Uh, I have no relationship to him other than the fact that we both worked in Chikara. That's that's pretty much it. Not at the same time. So I never met mm -hmm. the, the guy, but yeah, everybody's been saying he's he's been a great guy. I loved him as Intercontinental Champion when uh, when the WWE started to put him over as a single star. Um, that was great. And I thought he was going to really go places from there. Unfortunately, he didn't. But uh, he did... Uh, his Brody Lee in AEW once they got away from the Vince McMahon character and just started making him more of this just you know hardcore like brutal wrestler it was starting to catch fire. It was really starting you know, um, like I said, it, from what it looks like, he was universally loved. Uh, for me, he provided probably one of the top five biggest moments in the last ten years for me is when the Wyatt family and the Shield met in the ring and they were all standing on the apron. And they didn't even step in the ring yet, and the crowd was moving their minds. It's just magic, yeah. you know. He was a part of that, you know. He was, he was he was the Wyatt family. Him and him and Bray. I mean, Rowan was there, you know. Strowman was there, but it was it was him and Luke Harper that were the Wyatt family. So like, you know, he was he's mm -hmm. a major part of wrestling for the last ten years. It's a huge loss, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very much. Um. I hate to end it on that sad note, but that's no. about all we got for. Uh, um, for uh, real, real, uh, if we can, if we can just kind of turn it back into the positive, real quick. I just want to kind of uh, say the the year the year has taught us a lot, and uh, 2020 has taught us a lot as 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 broadcasters as well. And I just kind of want to be grateful for it in this moment, where be grateful for the fact that we're all healthy and we're all safe and we're all good. But we we learned that we don't have to go to a gosh darn studio to record a podcast. And we don't all have to be in the same place to do it. And this might be just the way we do it now. And this is actually great. I actually really like it this way. So I hope that I hope that you guys also like it this way as much as I do. But I mean, we could, we could, you know, continue into 2021 having amazing, excellent shows just like this. And, Maybe bring Matt Flowers back and get get him to stop being a little wuss. I tried to get him to come back to one day, and he went food <laughs> and never came on. <laughs> I'll get yeah, him he back. Did, uh, he did call me about that. He, he was, did call I, me I, about that. Uh, he was, he was uh, expecting me to text him, and apparently I emailed him, and he was in line at Wegmans and just couldn't couldn't get home to get the email. <laughs> but uh, whatever, we'll have him back on. He'll be back home for the Rumble. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I do dude, enjoy this. Um, sorry, go ahead. Just say he's a good, dude. I miss him. He was the first person to text me on uh, Christmas. He was legit the yeah. first text I had on my phone. So, yeah, yeah, he's, a good, he's well, a good guy. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do like this format that we had. So that is something something else good that came out of 2020. Um, I think this is a lot better. You can see there's a couple videos on uh, the YouTube channel of this show in the beginning of the year, back in like January or February, where we were, you know, it was, it was me and Mark on one couch in Corey's living room and Corey on another one. And it was two, it was pretty much this, but it was in the same room on two different screens on two different cameras. Um, it was just awkward looking and weird. Um, yeah. But I think this is, you know, this is a lot better. So we, I'm all we figured for out it. something that gels a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. Out of necessity. Uh, out of necessity, yeah. And eventually, I'm going to get a better microphone, so you'll be able to hear me a little bit better. Um, and it'll stop cutting out, and hopefully, I can figure out a way to get a better internet connection, and we can all stop cutting out. <laughs> and so, 2021, it'll be an even better year for us at uh, at Russell Rock. Well, I also I, I want to acknowledge, you know, I want to acknowledge the the tremendous amount of uh, heart that you put into this program, Rick, and uh, what how you ended out this year. Really, really being selfless and uh, letting you know that it's not unnoticed. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, but again, I couldn't do this podcast or, or anything uh, by myself. Uh, my, my whole YouTube channel is full of matches that I'm not in. So I wouldn't be even doing any of this uh, if it wasn't for you guys and the other people that have filmed and edited and put together um, I do work hard, but at the same time, I could not do it alone. So yes. don't even think for a second that I'm yeah, being overly humble. Yeah, we're, we're take luck, humble we are lucky, though. Know, we have a we have a crew of guys, man. That you know, from all the independent wrestlers to Matt to you know, you know, especially Nick Burke, who's always with us. You know, we have a lot of guys that really help out here, man. Like I said, your ten hour marathon. <laughs> Dude, it really helped out with all those guys jumping on there and helping us out and helping you stay yeah. awake. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and it's nice to see that your beard's come back already. It's yeah, it's starting to grow back in a little bit. It's getting, you know. I don't know. Mine's I haven't decided yet if I want to keep up. Yours is shorter. You should have shaved it on a on the stream. You just kind of shortened yours. Next time we do next time. next time we do a long one like that. We also, we, yeah. I mean, we also, uh, we've been talking about doing these like dumb, dumb wrestling indie movies, like watch along videos. So we really yeah. have to, we have to organize something where we do that. These like dollar store DVDs of like crap ass wrestling shows, wrestling movies. Yeah. Uh, but like now with this, <laughs> uh, with this uh, software that we use, we're going to be able to, to share the screen so we can show it. And just kind of mm -hmm. like be there too. So, <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know if YouTube will. I just got a yeah, big I don't know about the legalities of it, but I just got a big copyright get, claim for the uh, we can, the we, can of it like a, we can make it like a we can make it like a Patreon exclusive or something, you know, like yeah, as long as yeah, we, we not like we're not we're not publicizing it, like it's just for our stream or whatever, and it's private. Mm -hmm. You gotta pay. <laughs> you gotta pay the moolah. The mm, money. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, let's wrap up this thing, man. Corey, I know you got plugs. Let's hear them. Uh, new episode of my podcast, Evolving with Corey Castle. An exclusive uh, bonus episode came out on Christmas Eve. So check that one out with uh, Matthew of, of Botchamania, the guy who created Botchamania. 
Um, we did like a full breakdown of all the Wicked Hanuman matches and all the backstory that I can remember. Um, and then uh, I had a, an episode come out today with Justin Morris. Last Monday, I did one with the Alex Valuto, who's uh, he's this hilarious comedian from from Utah. So funny. And uh, yeah, just, just check out Evolving with Corey Castle. Follow me on Twitter for lots of jokes. At Corey Castle, as it says here at the bottom of the screen, if you're watching this on video, and also uh, make sure make sure uh, support your friends, support your family. You know, play like a champion today, because we don't we don't got tomorrow. I stole that from Menzo's Instagram. <laughs> All right, man, that's one way to go. Mark, you got anything for us? <laughs> Just happy new year. Everybody be safe. <laughs> happy new year. We'll see you in That's a week. about it, man. Uh, check out RadfordRock.com. You can check out our old episodes and visit the uh, Teespring shop where we were just talking about uh, 100% of all proceeds go to uh, Partners in Health, everything on there. You see the uh, sweatshirt here, the hoodie that Corey Castle is wearing. Um, they're all on there. They're all pretty cheap. And they're all pretty good. It's pretty good quality. Yeah. Um, I have to say I yeah. have a... Um, an old hoodie, uh, Team New Era hoodie that I bought back in the day that is still holding strong and still like one of the comfiest pieces of clothing that I own. So uh, definitely go ahead and check that out. Uh, and that'll be about it, man. That'll about do it for this episode of Wrestle Rock. I'm Rick Connor. Mark Kalbacher. Cord Castle. And let's take it out like we always do with Mr. Nick Burke. See you next year. Ready for that, Spo? Join us again for another episode of Rassle Rock. This has been Jay Davis speaking.